Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy, best friends forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman, feel back now. I feel ready to rock. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it takes you a little bit longer than everyone else to wake up. We understand. To that. wake up? To wake right. up? You know, I was here. Old age, you know? <laughs> That's Chris Venture. He's the closer. He's back. Like What's up, Chris? That. I definitely take a long time to wake up. We know it's that. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? It's your boy back. Uh, April, uh, yesterday I was out, you know, Easter weekend. Hey, Easter weekend. It was a good time. How was your Easter's, by the way? Oh, uh, Passover. <laughs> my, my man. Yep. That was good. Is that Friday? It was for the next... Or is it the whole... It's okay. going for like eight days. Eight days. Okay. The first two nights are like the big nights. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so you... That's cool. Poor Greggy. You can't drink any beers during the NFL draft. Can't drink any beers during the NFL draft. Oh, you wow. do like cider? Drink, or anything? You can drink hard alcohol. Oh. All right. Well... If you want to get smashed during the NFL draft, once the once the Giants take Daniel Jones, uh, please don't. Overall, Greggy. Yeah, please don't. Take, I'll be ripping shots at that point. <laughs> Tequila shots for Greggy. Yeah, order up. Pretty much, it's a disaster. Oh, it was good, Chris. It, yeah. it was good. Nice to have you back. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, what did you think about uh, Game of Thrones this week? So I thought it was good. It, 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 I seem. Like, I feel like every scene was the same. It was basically like here, everyone prepping to this. die. Basically, yeah. <laughs> take this. You know, I want to give this to you. It was like like everybody like confessing their. Uh, you know, their love for somebody or their, you know, their appreciation for somebody. And obviously it's a setup for the great war to come, you know? Yeah. It's, it's obviously the Everyone's calm before down. the storm. Do you think it was one of the top five episodes in Game of Thrones history? No. I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Why? So people are saying it's top five? Alex yesterday told me it was one of his top five episodes I don't in Game so. of Thrones history. Greg I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. I, we kind of flip-flopped because la- I loved the first episode. And then I thought this week's episode had some good moments. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was just, all right, I want things to start happening. Right. That's what I want. I, I mean, they, they, they packed all these uh, emotional scenes into it, which is cool. You know, like, whatever. A lot of it was heartfelt. My, my girlfriend cried a little bit. Um, you know. During which scene? Brienne getting knighted? She cried with the Brienne knighting. She that was cr- a sick scene, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was. It was. And a couple of the other ones. I forgot which other one. I got to rewatch it. But uh, she cried during it. So I understand that. Like, it, it was emotional, but, like, at the same time, I feel like the same thing kept happening every scene, just with different people. And I kind of wanted to see something different happen towards the end. Yeah. And they left you with, of course, a crazy cliffhanger again. Like, oh, okay, here we go. The war's going to start right now. And you got your Aria sex scene that you wanted so desperately. No. <laughs> I remember on Friday, that was, uh, every time that, was like, I hate her face. Yeah. I don't want to see her anymore. And, and then he gets an Aria sex I do. Scene. I can't. I used to like her. She was cute. And she, you know, was like a little boy. Yeah. Now... Seems kind of weird. Like, we now, saw her grow up. She's yeah. like 10 years old when the series started. She, yeah, she's awkward age now, weird. I feel like. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Gendry, she like basically harassed him. I was, I was like, all right, get the scene. I'm done with that scene. Yeah, that was, you know uh, I mean? 
<laughs> so that was I have to say this as someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. I do know this, though. Her char- the characters at the time are 18 and 23, respectively. So it's actually – there's nothing wrong with it. I hear what you're saying. I think most people feel that way. It's just kind of weird for me because I saw her grow up from when she was, like, a little girl, kid, yeah. basically. No, what was she, like 10, 12 years old when it yeah. started? So she, yeah. you know, she was really young. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to see that. It happen. was weird. Yeah, she's – I'm sure Greg loved it. <laughs> I care. I, I, you I, think Ari is attractive? No. Okay, yeah, I don't need this isn't like I haven't, like, thought of – and she's not – She's a 22 year old girl at this point in real life. Like, who cares? Greg, Greg, I, I, I did. Like, like, like a lot of people are focused on this Ar- on this Aria Gendry thing. Like, who cares? It was like a, a five minute scene. Yeah, let's move on. Right, move on. What do you want to do? <laughs> Go ahead. Take over. All right, Greg. I did something bad again. I, I read a theory that I think is actually going to come true. Don't tell which me. Which I can tell you off the air. No, I, I don't want to know. He doesn't want. <laughs> why would I want to know? Right. I, think- I keep it to myself. I, I, I was just asking. <laughs> I was saying, look, that's why I asked you before. I just said I came in here and said, Greg, I read this, and then I blurted well, I'll it out. say this: if I'm one, being courteous. If one of your theories is correct that you previously told me, that means the character is going to die in the next episode. Is that correct? Well, within the next two episodes, this character appeared in the first episode. You said he right? It was, it was three. That's why I'm saying the next two. Got it. Which, it probably falls in line with, like, everything else that's going to happen. Sure. That was really spoiling. I got to be honest, though. I almost cried during the Jamie trial. Cried during that? I love Jamie. Of all the things? It was really emotional. my favorite character. It was really emotional. Uh, But, you know, when Brienne stepped up for him and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, I I like Jamie. Jamie's the guy. Like, that was my guy from Jump. And I, I stick with him. He's had a huge character arc, too, from, like, where he started yeah. to, like, where he's He come. looks beat up, too. Reminds me a lot of uh, when you watch Breaking Bad, like, where Walter White starts to where he ends. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Jamie Lannister. Like, he was, like, this conniving, obviously... Uh, Cocky. The, the quote that he gets from Bran when he's... Uh, when, he, when he's... When he first sees him again, yeah, yeah. the last thing he says before he pushes him out the window yeah. to where he's become now, where, you know, he's kind of humble and... Asking Brienne if he could serve. Yeah, he was kind of bad, and now he's actually a really good guy. He completely changed. He's also beat up looking too. Oh, absolutely. You know, first uh, first episode, he's got the the nice Goldie locks, and yeah, I just you know the gold went away. And he's got like you know dirty blonde hair, whatever's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's our Game of Thrones recap of the week, right? Now you, Monday recap. Now I guess we should start with the Yankees, right? People are uh, probably crushing us. I start with the Yankees. Stop talking about Game of Thrones. They went 14 innings last night after playing extra innings on a getaway day, then traveled all the way to the West Coast and played till 2.30 in the freaking morning. And as the, uh, the Yankees broadcast kept bringing up, like, this is not the way that you want to start a road trip on the West Coast when you have to play this deep into the game, 14 innings. Yeah. I think the story of this game, Greggy, for me at least, is uh, Jay Happ um, didn't completely solve the home run problems because of all players, he gives up a home run to... Jonathan Lucroy to straightaway center field, no less. Uh, and, you know, I tweeted out at the time, like, you got to be really bad to give up a home run to Jonathan Lucroy, especially to straightaway center field. Yeah. But I spoke too soon. Jayhab actually turned it around. He ended up having a really good start here, goes seven innings, three hits, only two earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. You know, you'd want to see more strikeouts. The, the velo, for the most part this year, has been a little bit down across the board, and he's kind of missed with location, and that's why he's been getting crushed with some of these home runs. Like, the home run he gave up to Lucroy, I mean, he was middle-middle. It deserved to get crushed. Like, you know, I think you would have crushed it, Greg. I think, I think, uh, I think Ventro would have crushed it. But this is, this is a good bounce-back performance. This is something you need to see from Jay Happ. So mm-hmm. uh, he gets this start under his belt. And then I thought he was going to get the Giants later on the week. Given that they have seven games, he still should because I know uh, 
Jonathan Loizaga is making a spot start, Greg. So everyone kind of moves back a little he's bit. He's no longer making a spot oh, start. He's not making a spot start. No, because of the so bullpen. We got that late last night, and now it's not happening. So because of the bullpen usage last night, they know that they kind of have to go to the bullpen a lot with Loizaga. Yeah. They're just using Loizaga out of the bullpen. They're hoping to get some length from Domingo Herman tonight. Oh, all right. Well, I was kind of hoping Domingo Herman would get pushed back because I'm facing him in the league, and they, I was hoping he would lose his two starts. They sent down. Like keep, keep they it. sent down Joe Harvey, uh, which I, who I actually thought was going to pitch last night when Holder came in. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent down Joseph Harvey. They've called out Jonathan Loizaga to help him out of the bullpen. I assume he'll be the first guy out tonight. Although we didn't see Britain, I assume Britain will be the closer today. Um, there's no Adovino. Chad Green's a mess. So mm-hmm. I think you'll. I think the goal is Jay Hap is to get a little Jay Hap. Um, Jonathan Loizaga, uh, and then Zach Britton. I think that's the goal tonight. Really? you have any shares of Jay Happ Venture? No. Uh, I will tell you he's pitching, it says right now, April 28th at San Francisco, yeah. Um, so he still has his, uh, his two-star in line. Yes. It's a great two-star week, too, against the Angels and the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Greg, we mentioned uh, last time Jay Happ pitched, he got off to the slow start against the Red Sox. He gave up two home runs early, gave up three earned runs total, and then... I kind of started using some of his breaking pitches, and I said that I was going to pay attention to this and see you know, if he starts using these breaking pitches more. And last night, he actually did. He used a slider. He threw it 22 times out of 89 pitches again. He threw his changeup 11 times. I mean, normally this is a guy who uses mostly fastball. We're talking about 70% fastball between his four-seamer and his two-seamer. Uh, and overall, you know, he threw 56 fastballs between his four-seam and his two-seam out of 89 pitches, but he used the slider more, he used the changeup more. Uh, maybe this is what he needs to keep doing in order to be successful. So, uh, again, this is something that, that I'm going to pay attention to. If Jay Happ continues to do so, I think uh, he makes for a little, little buy-low candidate here, Greg. Yeah, uh, I, I think so, too. And you mentioned it yesterday, actually, on the show, that if he was out there, which is not in most places, you were going to go out and get him. Would you, would you send an offer for him? Like... How, how interested are you in Jay Hat? He's not the first guy that I'm going out there and trying yeah. to acquire right now. Like, I try and, you know, buy low on a Cindergaard, try and buy low on a Zach Wheeler right now. I try and go towards one of those guys. But if you just need a steady Eddie, or rather a Toby, as, uh, as Nick Pollock likes to, likes to say at Pitcherlist, um, I think he's kind of similar to a guy like Jose Quintana, no? Okay. Like the American League version of Quintana. I don't know? disagree with you. Uh, around eight Ks per nine, solid ratios. He's not going to really stand out. Uh, should be, for the most part, a quality start machine. You know, probably a top 50 starting pitcher in that range. Uh, if he was dropped in your league or, or if someone's just not buying in, I think he's a decent buy low. He's not the first guy I'm trying to go out there and get, but I think he's solid, Greg. All right. Especially if he starts, uh, continues using these uh, breaking pitches a lot. He should be owned. I mean, he should be owned everywhere. What about, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. what about on the other side last night with Matt Harvey, who also went six innings, or I should say went six innings, but also allowed three hits and two runs and two walks. He just struck out only two, though. Mm-hmm. Any interest in Matt Harvey venture? Not really. Okay. Not really. This um, was against a triple-A lineup, you know. Mostly. Um, but that's the thing. Like, the Ks are down. So even if he does pitch a, a pretty good game here and there, like, that's the best you're going to get from him? Well, like, three Ks? You know what I mean? That's not good enough to, to hold on to a guy like that for very long. He's a stream option, obviously. Uh, if he's got two starts and good matchups, that's about it. It's very sad, man. It's very sad yeah. to watch. This is how used far to be a bulldog. Uh, Matt Harvey has come. The swinging strike rate this year is actually up considerably. It's up around 11%, which is closer to where he was at earlier on in his career, uh, you know, when he was an ace. But the underlying numbers are just not good. I mean, even after last night's start, Greg, six innings, two earned runs, 
he has an 8.03 ERA. So, you know, his, his home run to fly ball ratio is massive. His home runs per nine are also massive. Uh, and that's coming in a park where it's normally regarded as more pitcher-friendly than hitter-friendly mm-hmm. uh, out there in Anaheim. So, just not a lot to like here with Harvey. Yeah. I would go as far as to say, I don't even think he's a streaming option. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. Nothing. That was his best start of the season, really. Yeah, and it came against Triple the AAA, lineup. Uh, Yankees yeah. lineup. So, I'm out, Greg. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, that Yankees AAA lineup was, I mean, it's, it's very bad. It almost got worse since Clint Frazier has a sprained ankle that he says he's going to play through. We'll see if he's in the lineup oh, uh, so. later tonight. Mm-hmm. But Who has he, the voodoo doll, honestly? Yeah. Who's the, got the voodoo the doll, Greg? Someone, Brody Van Wagenen? Does he have a, a Yankees voodoo doll or something here, Greg? That's crazy, man. What's going on? Like, it's, it's absolutely insane. And it's not just because I'm a Yankee fan. Like, if this happened to any team, every single time. Like, It'd be a disaster. Every week, we have a new star injury on their team. But Sanchez is coming back. Soon. Yeah, Gary Sanchez is supposed to come back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. But we lose Aaron Judge over the weekend. Uh, Stanton, again, like, uh, they asked Cashman yesterday, when is, St- is Stanton going to return uh, on this road trip. So basically before May begins. And he said, maybe. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, you don't have anything on these guys. Get, like Aaron Hicks, every update we get. Oh, Aaron Hicks is feeling great. Venture, he's feeling great. But he hasn't thrown a ball yet. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel great when I'm doing nothing yeah. too. Well, what does that mean? It means nothing. They're just trying Come to. Man. I don't know. God damn. Very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, Soften the blows. Chapman blows his first save last night, too. Elite bullpen, Greg. That's supposed to be the strength of this team. Chapman's always up, been sketchy. They give up six runs on Sunday. They blow Paxton's win uh, when he throws a gem. And then yesterday, they take the lead in the 12th. Chapman blows it yep. in the bottom of the 12th. Lefty on lefty, no, no less. Brian Goodwin hits an RBI. He's a single. Yeah. Him. And then, you know, uh, they had to go 14 to get it done. Great job by Jonathan Holder, although he's been crap to start the year, too. What a mess, Greg. What a, what a mess of a team. The fact that they're 12 and 10 is just very surprising. We should be very happy about that as Yankees. Well, you know. should be even better because they face the terrible teams. I know. They are a terrible but team But we should right be happy now, considering Greg. the injuries. You look at this roster know, top to I bottom, know. the way bullpen's performing, they're like a bottom five team in baseball right now. They're god-awful. Our bullpen. The overall. The Yankees, the Yankees overall right yeah. now. Yeah. The lineup and the way that the bullpen is performing, they're a bottom five team in baseball. I'm not worried about the they're bullpen bad. as much, though. The bullpen will be better. You know, it's it's the injuries that concern me. And listen, listen, the Red Sox doing so poorly right now is ha- kind of helping us out a little bit, I think. And in the long run, I think it's gonna it's gonna be something important. Yeah, they gotta, they just gotta get these guys healthy. It, it helps that they're facing the Angels right now and then the Giants. Yeah, whatever. Let's see. What's up next? Uh, I just finish it off with the Yankees. Aaron Judge could be out for months at this point oh, with a significant oblique strain that they don't even have a timetable for. Kills fantasy teams. Don't you have him in your most important league? He's got him in the main event. Main yeah. event. But you know who I picked up for him? Dexter Fowler. Not Talkman season? Dexter Fowler. Who four went five four hits yeah. last night with a home run and four ribbies. I'm like, all right, I'll take that as, as a little Aaron Judge impersonation. I'll, I'll take that. That's great, man. Uh, Greg, did you see this stupid article that came out um, saying, you know, uh, Babe Ruth was the leader of the, the Yankees and it wasn't because, you know, he never strained his oblique because, yeah. you know, players are, are, are weightlifting too much. Do you see this stupid article? I did not see the article, but I've heard of that before. Yes. Uh, I don't know. It, it's going around on Twitter Day. It's either on the Daily News or like the New York Post or something like that. Uh, apparently, all the Yankees players are, uh, are getting hurt because they lift too many weights. That's the is thing. that what it is? I mean, then you should fire the strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's the. Uh, 
the gist of the article is that, you know, Babe Ruth's Yankees are long gone. You know, he didn't miss time because he was just a fat dude who uh, was able to just mash. But right. all these guys like Stanton and Judge, like, all right, well, you could be as jacked up as you want to be. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not on the field. Right. I mean, look at, I mean, Judge and, and Stanton, did they really need to get more jacked than they already were? <laughs> like, did we really need to, did you need to do that? No. It's baseball. You get I mean, hurt when you're too jacked. I do have some uh, modest breaking news here. Uh, on not intended. Uh, Bo Bichette suffered yeah. a broken hand on a, on a hit-by-pitch. Yep, saw that. We talked about that yesterday, the pitch, all the hit-by-pitches. Everyone's getting yeah. hit-by-pitch on a hand right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, McNeil. that's just going to delay the debut of Bo Bichette even further now, which is very Stinks. frustrating, mm-hmm. obviously. It's brutal. Uh, it, it's brutal. Uh, with these Yankees, Stanton, Hicks, Judge, Andahar. And I come back anytime soon. None of these guys are. None of them are coming back anytime soon. Sanchez is back tomorrow. We've already talked about that. I think, I think Stanton will be the next one back after that. Not, not that I know when he's going to be back. I tend to agree. But, with, to you agree. know, maybe within the next two weeks, hopefully. Yeah. That's why they're throwing all this fluff at us, because we don't really know. It could my, be a long my time. My money would be on it. I tend to agree with you, but there's no guarantee either, which is crazy. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll move away, of course, from the Yankees and the Angels. We'll get into some of the other games from last night. I want to touch on what Brad Peacock did against your Twinkies, what Jack Flaherty did against Milwaukee, and a whole lot more. Stick around. More from your BFFs right after this. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Scout Fantasy Sports This guy's not an ace, but man, no, it's Syndergaard He's just frustrating to watch right now Because you look at his stuff And you wonder, how is this guy not better? He should be more dominant than he is. You know, his ERA is sitting at 5.90 right now, but the FIP is 2.92. His strain rate is 50.3%. I mean, that is absolutely unlucky. 346 Babbitt. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. We're back here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Rick Sussman, Frank Stanfield, and the closer, Chris Venture. I mentioned Jack Flaherty <laughs> against the Brewers last night. And Jack Flaherty wound up going six innings and striking out ten. Pretty good. Very good. He allowed four runs on three hits. The only runs allowed came in the fifth on a Ryan Braun solo shot and my man Hernan Perez with a two-run bomb. Pretty good outing. You gave him Jack- three homers, no? I he thought he, oh, sorry, he gave three homers. I'm sorry. The other one, I missed the one in the six and eight. Yes, money going down. So three homers, not so great. Not so great. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like like monster rallies, right? Right. He allowed three, he, uh, three homers were the only three hits he allowed all night. Yes. Like, it's like he gets me walking. So that's bad, Frank. Greg, it seems like every start for Flaherty has been against the Brewers this year. It probably has. <laughs> it seems like every start against uh, is going to be against the Brewers. When is this going to end? Made, he's made five starts, three of which have come against the Brewers. Gosh, man, it's oh god, it's it's very frustrating right now with Jack Flaherty constantly having to face the Brewers. But hey, that's the nature of playing in the National League Central, and that's the schedule right now. At he's, least he doesn't have to face the Cardinals, his own team, because uh, you know that's a very, very tough lineup uh, as well. But last night he was actually phenomenal, Greg. Outside of the home runs that he gave up. Uh, 20 swinging strikes. He had the 10 strikeouts. He had 10 swinging strikes overall on his fastball, which reached 97 miles per hour at times in the start. You know, he's been mostly sitting 93, 94 in his career, Greg, but averaged 94.6 miles per hour on the fastball in this start uh, and hit 97 a few times. So, you know, I really do think he's got some nasty stuff. He's got a knuckle curve that he uses. He has a slider that he uses as well, which he got five swinging strikes on. Uh, It just seems at times he's prone to giving up home runs in bad spots, and, and then it all kind of uh, funnels out of control for him. But overall, I still think that he has nasty stuff, and once he gets past these starts with the Brewers venture, yeah, I think Jack Flaherty's going to be awesome. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, I think he's just had a tough road so far. He's not going to see the Brewers too much more throughout the season. Maybe not again. I mean, this, they've played the Brewers a lot already early on, so the rest of the schedule along the way isn't going to have too many Brewers in it. Um, but... Listen, he K's a ton of guys, doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's a young guy still and still, you know, still growing. He's t- I mean, he's 23 years old, you know, he's 23 years old. So to be already almost a, a veteran type pitcher, like he's has a lot of experience under his belt already. He's just going to get better and better. I-, I wouldn't worry about this. This is exactly why I've been tra- trying to trade for him, uh, Tommy Pham, but it hasn't really worked out. Uh, on the other side, Doogie Hauser got shelled. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Who is this Who guy? Is that? <laughs> Who is this? Adrian Hauser. <laughs> Things didn't go so well for Adrian Hauser. No. I can't really tell you anything about Adrian. Yeah, I, I can't got... tell you nothing about Is the him. option back down after the game? Let's, let's see what minor league numbers look I know Peralta's coming back soon. Oh, gosh. That's my boy right there. Poor Adrian. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife, man. Don't, don't start that guy. Freddie Peralta. <laughs> Very bad. Uh, Adrian Hauser has a 4.23 ERA in his minor league career. That's Greg. not good. Five, 508 strikeouts in 567 and two-thirds innings pitched. With a 1.34 whip. Not good. Not great. No, that's so good. Really not great <laughs> for, uh, for Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. No second start is scheduled for Hauser. All right, yeah, so spot starter. Great. I, I really think, you know, looking at the underlying numbers for, for Jack Flaherty, I, I, just, I really think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, strike rate I, I'm, buying, I'm buying him. Yeah. First pitch strike percentage is up. Chase rate up. Everything is up. The velocity is up. Last year, he averaged 92.7 miles per hour on his fastball. This year, it's at 94. The slider velocity up. There's a lot to like here with Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Man. His ERA is 5.25. 
His home run to fly ball ratio is 30%. That's going down. And, you know, his home runs per nine are 2.63. That's because he's been facing the Brewers, and they're right. mashing him. But, um, you know, he actually performed well against Christian Yelich last night, something that not a lot of p- pitchers can say. Uh, he's got a 5.25 ERA. He's got a 3.09 XFIP. He'll Better be days are coming yeah. for Jack Ford. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Buy him if you can. Absolutely. Might be too late to buy him now. I mean, he still allowed four and runs yesterday. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I would try and buy. I mentioned Ryan Braun hit the homer and on Perez. Yasmani Grandal has been awesome. But also in that ninth inning, Travis Shaw hit another home run for his second of the year. Only a second? And he's only batting 182. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. People have been asking me if they could drop Travis Shaw. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. It's been, a really, uh, it's been a really rough start for Travis Shaw, mostly because of the strikeouts. Last I checked yesterday, his strikeout rate was up over 30%. Uh, whereas, you know, last year he actually lowered it massively. He lowered it down to 18%. He was better than league average, Greg. So uh, the strikeouts are up uh, a huge amount this season, yet his BABIP is a little bit higher than last year. So if he can cut down on the strikeouts, uh, he'll get back to where he was. His hard hit rate is actually up this season. He's just swinging and missing a lot to start the season. That is Travis Shaw. So Mm -hmm. if he can get that just somewhat under control, I think we'll see a bounce back here from Travis Shaw. Don't drop him yet. People people are getting a little crazy early on here. Even in 15? Um, 15. 10-team, um, 12-team leagues? I'm not dropping Travis Shaw. No? Okay. I, I still think he has 30 home run potential. And I want as, I want as many players in the Brewers lineup that as I could possibly get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's Eric Thames included. He didn't necessarily show up I'm interested last in night. Too. He went 0 for 3. He had a walk. He had a run scored as well. But, again, he started against a right-handed pitcher. And, you know, as long as Jesus Aguilar is struggling the way that he is in deeper leagues... I'll take a shot on stashing a guy like Eric Thames. He's not a 12-team ad, no. but in leagues deeper than that, uh, because we know he has 30 home run upside. He's already done it, you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and if you look at Eric Thames, dude. He's a monster. Jacked out of his yeah, mind. so jacked. Oh, my gosh, dude. Looks like this guy should be the, in the he, NFL draft on Thursday night. Holy crap. If you were to say anyone. Move over, DK steroids. Metcalf. Eric Thames. Dude, it wouldn't surprise me. One if bit. he was on steroids, yeah. Dude, he's the he guy. He wears, like, all this, like, armor. Like, yeah. He looks like a transformer Elbow pad, batting. Dude. That's crazy, dude. Paul Dion continues to be ridiculous for St. Louis. He was two for five last night, as was Jose Martinez, who had two hits, two for three. Playing right, in the right field, it looks like Tyler O'Neill could be back by the end of the weekend. It looks like Harrison Bader could be back tomorrow. What happens? What happens here? That's what I'm asking. Jose, Damn. he's too hot. I agree. It's like the Padres. It's like the I Padres don't think taking out. You can't take even him. Dexter Fowler, Greg. I mean, say what you want about the guy. He goes four for five last night. He hits a home run. Three runs, four scored, ribbies. Four ribbies. He's betting over three hundred. And you know, I, I was killing Dexter Fowler before the season started. I said, "Look, how can you realistically keep this guy out in the outfield when you have Jose Martinez and Tyler O'Neill behind him? Because those are guys that have upside. They have serious potential. Like, who, what is Dexter Fowler going to give you at this point? Well, you know, he's stuck it right in my eye to start the season. <laughs> he's he's hot over the past week. He's been awesome." You know, mm-hmm. I think he's seeing an opportunity here, Greg, to try and earn back his starting role, and he's trying to take make the most of it. But Do when you, everyone's healthy, this Cardinals outfield reminds me a lot of the Padres. There's yeah. five guys for three spots, and Jose Martinez could play first base, but they're not benching Paul Goldschmidt. No either. way. Uh, that, Jose Martinez should be a DH. That's what it comes down to. He's not a good fielder anyway. And, and that's exactly what I was going to say. They should trade Jose Martinez because he's probably the worst defender out of those guys. Hater is a great defender. Uh, Harrison Bader, I'm sorry. And then, you know, you have but what do they O'Neal. need, though? The Cardinals are a pretty complete team. They need, they could use, they could use another starter. Another starting pitcher? Yeah, they could use another starter. Um, 
you know, you know the what's crazy is pretty to say, good. though? They traded Marco Gonzalez away to get Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. And now we're talking about they can use another starting pitcher. Marco okay. Gonzalez has been pretty good yeah. since he's joined the Mariners. I know. Just, he's been very good. He so was, interesting how these things work out, right? It is. Well, you, then, they could use Marco now, right? I, I, totally. They could, and that's what I'm saying. They might trade Jose Martin. I don't know. They might trade one of these guys. Uh, the thing is with Fowler, though, I'm not buying like a full season's worth of... Of course not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I like, okay, I, I'm just I, making I'm more, sure. I'm more likely <laughs> to hold on to Jose Martinez than I am to Dexter yeah, Fowler. Yeah, yeah. But I think... Once all these guys are back, Greggy, to me, the only lock for the outfield every day is Marcelo Zuna. I think, you know, we might have... I agree with you. We, we have two outfield spots for four guys. Now, Tyler O'Neill, maybe we'll only see him against left-handed pitching. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they really owe him anything yet. I don't think he needs to play against righties yet. Right. Uh, so, uh, on most days, I think Harrison Bader will be in center. Because he's so good defensively. He's really good yeah. defensively. Yep. So, he'll be in there. And then, you know, they'll kind of mix and match with, uh, with, with their right fielder. Fowler. Uh, Jose Martinez here and there. Dexter Fowler uh, is a, he's a switch hitter. So they can you know yes, use him against right-handed pitching. Uh, it's going to be frustrating. Uh, the one that I, I'm likely to hold on to most out of O'Neal, Fowler, and Jose Martinez is Jose Martinez, yeah. uh, especially in deeper leagues. But I understand if you play in a 12-team league, you might not want to own any of these guys. Greg. I understand it because you can't count on them to play every day. I get for, it. For this week, yes, I picked them up in my 12-team yep. home leagues because I, I – Figured that they were going to play mostly right. for this week, but you know, once next week comes around in a head-to-head points league, I want guys that are going to play every day. Yep, and I, I can't guarantee that with the Cardinals outfielders. Agreed. Moving on from the Brew Crew and the Cardinals, I mentioned Brad Peacock and what he did in his return to Houston's rotation. So let's break it down. The Twins won this one nine to five, uh, and Peacock went. Five innings, allowing six hits, three runs, three walks, two Ks. The interesting thing about this thing, thing about this is early in the game. They had an error on, I think, Alex Bregman that they wound up changing to an infield hit. So mm. only one of the runs were earned, and then they changed it to three. Uh, that stinks for fantasy owners. Yes, but, uh, uh, Peacock was wrote, it against Nelson Cruz in the first, first inning? Because it's yes. six singles on a ground ball to that's what, Alex that, That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can you own Peacock, did you, see, did you watch what happened? Did no, it look more like I, did, I didn't see it. I don't know what happened. I, just, I, had, I was following this game because I wanted to see how Peacock was going to do. Mm-hmm. Can you own Peacock, though? Because he's not like a starter. I feel he's like a starter now. He is. He's yeah. back so for he sure. Took, so he took two weeks off. Yeah, the past two weeks, they didn't need him because of their off days. And we right. see a lot of uh, rotations in Doing baseball. That. Yeah. They, if they don't need a guy to start, they'll kind of put him in the bullpen. Right. And, and you, just so they can have him later on in the season. They don't want him to throw too many innings early on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brad Peacock, overall, uh, I would say 12-team leagues are deeper. Yeah, I, I think that he should be owned. because Two-star pitcher this week, too. Yeah, for the most yep. part, uh, whenever he's... Been in the rotation for the Astros. The strikeout upside has been massive. Uh, the Astros always find a way to figure these guys out, and he's going to get uh, really good run support. So yeah, you can't chase wins, but we know the Astros are going to win a lot of games. They're going to win ninety-five plus games. So uh, I would say in twelve-team leagues or deeper, I think Brad Peacock is a player worth owning. He ran into a tough lineup here, man. Over the past seven days, the Minnesota Twins have the most runs scored in baseball. Good stat. And I, I told you. That the Twins lineup was going to be really good. This is a really, really good lineup, Greg. Up and, and I down. Think what, what we need to learn from this, or rather, what you need to learn from this is, <laughs> you need to trust me more. <laughs> I wanted Jorge Polanco <laughs> in GDD. Yeah. And I told you, I wanted Jorge Polanco everywhere. Instead? I got him in the main event. Yeah. Because you know, I was doing the drafting. That was your, that was your team. Yeah. Greggy said, yeah, I don't really, I just don't like Jorge Polanco. Well, Greggy, Jorge Polanco, four for five last night, another homer, four ribbies, He's batting 392 with 1168 OPS. The guy has been ridiculous. 
He's I, been very good. <laughs> I can't fault Greg for that, though. He's been very, very good. I was all over Polanco. You were, man. man. I, you were. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just... I distrust me more. I, I trust you too much. You trust me. <laughs> I, tr- I trusted you way too much with certain players. Well, good thing you didn't trust me with uh, Jordan Zimmerman. I trusted you with Robinson, <laughs> trusted you with Robinson Cano. That was, that was awesome. Oh, come on, Greg. I mean, it's early. Yeah, he's hurt. Come on. Yeah. I know. I under, I, <laughs> Give him a break. I understand all he's that. He's an old man. Michael Brantley had his fourth homer of the year, as did Carlos Correa for the Houston Astros. Because I didn't trust you with Trevor May. That would have been annoying. Ugh. How about Josh Reddick? You don't want this. He's, you know, he's sure. another three hits yes. last night. He's yes. hitting 365. He's at an 879 OPS. Is he, is he a no, one, no one's talking about Josh Reddick. Because no one, everyone knows this is just whatever. This is what he does. But he's hitting 365. Yeah, that's not going to last. You know that. But not even three hundred will last. Cheap exposure to the Astros lineup. It is deep league pickup, if anything. You know, this was a guy who, when he first came up, would strike out a lot. He's got the strikeout rate all the way down to eleven point nine percent. He doesn't strike out. He makes a ton of contact this year. It's just I'm just throwing it out there. It's cheap exposure to the Astros lineup. I, you know, I think in deeper leagues, you could. He's worth owning. Twelve teamers. I wouldn't. Maybe not, yeah. but he's only 7% owned in Yahoo, Greg. You think in deeper leagues he should be owned? Josh Reddick? Mm, 15-team leagues. Yeah. 15-team leagues. I'm, I'm okay with it. Obviously, AL-only leagues. This is, you're right. This is what Reddick does. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. He's had one really good year uh, in his career. Well, like last year, he had 242. So, right. I mean, he's significantly improved his bat-to-ball skills this year. I could just see, you know, middle of the season just having a two-month, uh, you know, dry spell and just doing a, a very average job. Hit a couple of homers here. You know, we know the guy. Greggy theory. Ride him while he's hot. Ride him while he's hot. Ride him while he's hot. You ride, can ride him while he's hot. N- nothing, nothing wrong with that uh, at all. Is there anything else I wanted to mention? I did want to say this. Pe- Peacock, though, has yeah. he gone? Like, I feel like he doesn't go deep into games, though. So quality starts is going to be a tough thing with him. Well, in his first start, he went six and two thirds. A lot of one run. He was great. And they still let mm-hmm. him throw 84 pitches, and this was his first start back in the rotation after right. a little bit of a hiatus. I think when everything's okay. oh. going all right for him, that he'll be a guy that you know, they let him go 90 to 95. Maybe they don't let him get to 100 pitches all that often. The problem with him, why he doesn't, is sometimes he struggles with walks and he gets a lot of strikeouts. So he get, he goes into these deep counts. Right. So I think you're probably right that he's not going to get many quality starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, against the right opponent in the right matchup, uh, you might get it. But I think for the most part, he'll be in that 90 to 95 yeah. pitches. Range. Five to six innings. Yeah. yeah. The... I'll get to some NFL breaking news in a few moments. Last thing here on the Twins and Astros. Josh James has not been good for this no. Astros team all year. I, don't, I think we were kind of waiting for him to almost take Peacock's place in the rotation because that, they were competing for it right. in spring training. He hasn't earned it nope. yet, gentlemen. It just has not happened. Yeah, he's got a 7.11 ERA. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this kind of sets off a little bit. Just a little bit for now. A little bit of a Forrest Whitley alarm. You know, if they want to bring Absolutely. him in as like a Absolutely. long reliever, a multi-inning guy, and then slowly stretch him out a little bit and get him into the rotation. He's been starting in the minor leagues, but this is starting to ring the bell a little bit for me, Greggy. I like that. I'm, the Houston Astros, man, what a farm system. We say this every single year. Greg, have <laughs> you seen what this guy, Jordan Alvarez, is doing in the minor leagues so far? I have this kid, Jordan Alvarez, at AAA. Yep. He's got 10 homers already. The minor league season just started. He's got 10 homers in 17 games. 10 homers, 26 ribbies, mm-hmm. 11 walks to 11 strikeouts. He's hitting 339 with a 1366 OPS. It, like, the Astros are ridiculous. Yeah. Every single year, they just have a ridiculous farm system, man. And, you know, on the flip side of that, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker is 
ice cold. Yeah. He's he's hitting one twenty. And that was the guy that was supposed to come up position play wise. Look, if someone gets hurt, is it is it this Yordan Alvarez guy who's going to you know jump over Kyle Tucker now? How old is this kid? Yordan Alvarez? Yeah. He's 21 years old, and his ETA is 2019. Okay. He's in AAA. Mm-hmm. He's mashing. So just kind of throwing that out there. For people who are stashing Kyle Tucker, I'm stashing him in a home league where – I'm stashing him in two home leagues where I have uh, – we have minor league prospect spots. We have two spots, and I'm, I'm stashing Kyle Tucker. I'm not dropping him, but – if anything happens, if any injury occurs to an outfielder, remember this guy's name, you're Dan Alvarez. Mashing to start the season, Greg. Whitley, by the way, getting shelled, though. In but his last start was all right. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah I, 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 a, I think I saw that his last start was... Okay, uh, maybe his last start... I could be wrong with was that. a better start. But overall, you're right. He's a 6.55 uh, ERA, yeah. ZRA hasn't been great to start the minor league season. He hasn't pitched a lot, though, so... Only 11 innings. My man, Man Dan, last night... Finally got a nice start in the majors. It's always, I always root for Manny Benuelos. Four innings, five <laughs> hits, four strikeouts, no runs. You have to, Greg. It's the killer bees. It's the killer bees. I root for him, too. Benuelos I, and Batances. Yeah. And Brackman. Don't, don't forget about Brackman. Brackman. <laughs> uh, Greg, uh, it's actually two starts from Forrest Whitley thus far. Five innings, two earned runs, seven Not strikeouts, bad. fine. Uh, his first start, four and two-thirds, one earned run, five strikeouts. He had one start where he didn't get out of the second inning and gave up five earned. So that's kind of inflating his Yeah, game. that'll kill it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show talking about, you know, Tampa Bay, Arizona maybe. We'll see. See, what, see what's rocking. Oh, Colorado and Washington. That's fun too. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Make it rain. AT&T has dropped the NFL network from a lot of its packages, but now we're hearing not only Disney, Amazon, and Google are also said to be going, you know what, guys? Uh, We'll take the games. So you could very well, over the next year or so, not need a satellite dish in order to be able to get Red Zone and the Sunday NFL ticket. It might just be streamed via Amazon, Disney, or on Google. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. This dude on Jeopardy. This guy can't lose. If I'm Jeopardy right now, I'm tired of giving a guy money, and it's getting old. It's like, listen, people are starting to dislike this guy. We got to come at it with some harder questions. Right. Or I would hire, like, private investigators and stuff. You got to find out about him. What does he not know? (laughs) You got to point him in the right direction. Like, where where can we stop him here? Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. (laughs) 
Tune in to live coverage of the first round of the 2019 NFL Draft Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Mike Blewett, Dave Martinez, Emery Hunt, and late edition Joe Lisi in the house to break down the NFL Draft. If you're not driving, catch video coverage of the broadcast on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can weigh in with your thoughts and reactions in real time in the chat room. That's right. It's only April, but for fantasy football players and NFL betters, the season starts right now. And we're on the clock with you at 8 p.m. Eastern this Thursday night. Hop into the YouTube chat room and gloat, vent, or give us your opinions. It's the 2019 NFL Draft here on the Fantasy Sports Network, Thursday, 8 p.m. till midnight Eastern Time. F-N-T-S-Y. Here already. Frank, I might have you run this whole thing. Or just run the draft. Sick. What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean I have to stick around at night then? Maybe. What, how do you feel? Well, you have uh, senior video producer Danny Okers downstairs. I do. You should be able to do a fine job without me, Greg. I'm down to stay. You want to run, run it? Sure. Huh? Why not? Well, venture. If you're staying, then we, maybe we make a little party. Out of yeah, it. it's oh, a now, now you're interested. Uh, no, staying. now you're uninvited. You're not allowed to come. <laughs> you didn't want to be here. You're not allowed to come. <laughs> okay. Even as a boss, I'm I'm excluding you from <laughs> you this. Can't. I'm out. You're gone. Done. You're I mean, gone. You can't drink anyway. Well, you can drink hard liquor. Yeah. You just line up tequila shots for the Daniel Jones sixth overall. There is no, no drinking. For the I don't draft. know how much there I want goes. to drink if uh, <laughs> if no I'm drink, working. No drink. No drinking for the draft. Yeah, yeah. We did that already. Work poorly. Oh well, not drinking. You know. On set, yeah. I mean, if we're not on the air, well, we could drink downstairs, Greg. We're trying to have a production all right, here. All right. yeah. Sober production, sober, sober production this year. Because I'm gonna, yeah, yeah that means I'm going home. Because <laughs> well, I might be working. Chris, yeah. Chris is gonna run things. Yeah, I mean, Venture's more than capable of. Uh, He's very good. Thank you. Leading, leading the men. I agree. Right. And you got a great cast. They, they know yeah, what they're they, doing. They're, they're very good. I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, the addition you know. of Joe Lisi is just phenomenal, though, because you get him and Emory Hunt to kind of scout college players. I mean, everything. these guys are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when, when I hear Joe Lisi talk about, like, all these college stats off the top of his head. well, How does he do that? Like, yeah. they, they allowed this many yards per game. They allowed this many rushing yards per game. I'm like, dude, how do you remember this? <laughs> Like there's there's like 400 college football teams. Yeah. So I, I I can't even keep up with college yeah. football. Just there's like 100. Honest, like there's too many. There's about 100 and probably 30 to 40. Yeah, teams. 400 was a little uh, yeah, that's exaggeration, a little, but that's like all. It feels the like there's 400. Yeah. Right. So I many. mean, that's still five times the amount of the NFL. You know, teams wise. So you have to know five times the amount of players <laughs> in college. I don't know how he does that. Yeah. Shout out to him. By the way, awesome. there was, there wherever was, I am, though, I'm going to be watching the draft. I'm going to have the FNCSY coverage open right next to me. By the way, there was just a trade in the NFL as the Seattle Seahawks traded away their franchise player, Frank Clark, over to Kansas City in exchange for a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a swap of third-round picks. Uh, Seahawks get a lot for Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. Is he technically their franchise player now? Is yes. No, he, he was franchise tagged. Oh, he's their franchise player. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just meant like in general, like the face. No, of that, their that, that's Russell Wilson. No, that's Russell Wilson. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> he's the face of their defense now. Uh, that's Bobby Wagner. Well, okay. Well, not anymore because he's gone. No, Bobby Wagner isn't. Bobby gone. Wagner Talking about Frank Clark. Right? Yeah, Frank Clark. Okay. Frank Clark is gone. <laughs> they forgot about Russell Wilson. Well, you said franchise player. He's that's their why franchise I, player. You, uh, well, he's no. a franchise tag player. Say, yeah. Yes, that's different than being a franchise player. That's what it is, man. I don't, I don't know. That's saying. why I was like, uh, well, have you heard of Russell Wilson? <laughs> well, yeah. He had cornrows. It's like venture. Did he? Really? Yeah. See, I already did it. Recently? Yeah. Oh. Well, that'd be cool. I hope, I hope he comes to the Giants with that. He's not coming to the Giants. He's signed <laughs> an extension with Seahawks. Oh, no. Well, we, as we saw with the Giants, actually, Greg, you know, just because you signed an extension doesn't mean that you can't be traded. That's that true. one it was Russell Wilson. 
Yeah, you, you probably you, would have said the same thing about Odell Beckham last year. They'd want the world. The same. We can't give them the world. Sorry. Greg, we got to wrap up with some baseball. How about the Nationals and the Rockies? I think there's a lot here because, once again, no one out goes deep. For like the fourth time in five games along those lines. Uh, fourth home run of the year. Uh, Ronald Tapia also had one. Uh, Mark Reynolds had one, too. But the story? Garrett Hampson didn't play. Yeah. No Garrett Hampson in the lineup for the Rockies. And Daniel Murphy could be back tonight. He will not be back tonight. Back I already tonight heard now? an interview okay. with, uh, with Bud Black on, on MLB Network Radio on okay. Sirius XM saying he won't be back tonight. Could be back as soon as early as tomorrow. Um, I'm going to retract what I said yesterday, Greg. I'd rather own Cole Tucker than Garrett Hampson. Just because I know Cole Tucker's going to play. Well, so like, dude, Daniel Hampson Murphy's was playing every game before. Garrett but Hampson's but now, but now not even back. in the lineup. Hampson's not, a bat. Hampson's not in the lineup. He'll be in the lineup tonight against the lefty. Right. But it's a major issue. Yesterday he was in the lineup. But before that, how many straight games did he play? A lot. That's because everyone right. was, everyone was hurt. Like Ian Desmond was banged up. Ryan McMahon was banged up. And now everyone's getting healthy. Ryan McMahon back in the lineup. He's going to be on the strong side of a platoon. He's going to play every day against right-handed pitching, mm. at least at second base. You're right. This, this is a true test of exercising patience with a player. Hampson, if you can, I think you can reap the benefits later on in the season, to be honest. I really think you can. But it's just tough to hold on to him. You can't, it's hard to stash somebody that isn't playing. Especially in a, head, a head-to-head categories league, Greg. You own Garrett Hampson. Are you going to keep him around? In a, in a daily league? I it's tough know. to keep him around. Don't know. I think you keep them around. You need guys that are going to, you know, play every day that that, but, that are going to perform. But in a daily league, I think you can more so keep him than in a weekly league, because you could plug him in when he saying. plays. Well, just play, plug him in whenever he's playing. Yeah. Play. All right. Well, how much how much is he going to play? That's the question mark. We'll see. I mean, Desmond, eventually. What do you think? Would you rather? I know you're a Hampson guy. Would you rather have him or Cole Tucker? This kid that just got called up by the Pirates. He's have, serious speed potential. Yeah. Yeah. No, I picked him up uh, in our league. Cole would you rather have him or Garrett Hampson? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I got to see what Tucker does more. Uh, he's playing every day. Obviously, in a weekly league, I'd rather have Cole Tucker. In a daily league, I still like Hampson, man. I still like Hampson. I'm not steering away from it till, you know. I need at least another, like, month. <laughs> Greg, the big blast last night for the Nationals was Brian Dozier. He hits his fourth home run of the season. Seems like all of his hits have been home runs because he's only hitting 188. He's got a 659 OPS on the season. Is Brian Dozier a droppable player, Greg, at this point? Yes. Or it's still too early? Yeah. I think he dropped Brian Dozier. Yeah, I think so, too. Even, even after he hit a three-run homer? Yeah, I think he... I mean, they're... Is he in, the worst Dozier in baseball right now? Yes, Hunter Dozier is awesome. Which I never thought I'd say. Back spasms last Incredibly night. did. It was annoying. Um, you mentioned Cole Tucker. I want to go back to that for a second. So because of the rain delay with the Mets and the Phillies, I was able to watch some of the uh, Pittsburgh-Arizona game early. Mm-hmm. I like Cole Tucker a lot. Yeah. Michael's he's, gonna play. he's got some nasty defense, too. You saw the he's first inning that stop that he made for Joe Musgrove. Some nasty defense. He turned what is a straight single into a double. He just literally just hit that him fast. Yeah. He's su- yeah. He's, he's known for his defense and his speed. And I, worry, I worry about the power. Though. You would love this. Mm-hmm. Sick flow. Yeah. Like, Wait, no, no, but it's curly. Yeah. It's very curly. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it reminds me of, though? Uh, coming a- to America, <laughs> let your soul go. That's what I'm saying. He's got like the, he's got like a pervert. He's got a, exactly. That, I don't know how much swag that is. A perm? I'm not really into the. Yeah. Perm. I mean, that's a definition of swag. You'd be sure? all over this. Are that's you like serious? that's like 1980 swag. This dude. Well, you got to bring it back. <laughs> like, and did you watch him after his first tour over the weekend? I didn't watch. I he got, the, watch a he got this curtain call. Mm-hmm. He goes out of the dugout, takes his helmet off, starts riling up the crowd. He's pumped like that, dude. dude. I got to watch a little more of him. 
I think you'd love him. Now, I didn't like, I didn't like this last night. Mm-hmm. Adam Frazier is back in the lineup, so Cole Tucker about an eighth. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. like that. Not great. But look, if Adam Frazier doesn't start performing, then I think we could see you Cole like Tucker Frazier. move back up there. I do like Frazier. And he, ha- he hasn't been so, too bad to start the season, so I guess he's earned the batting leadoff for now. Cole Tucker's still a young guy. He just came up. They're not going to throw him into the first spot always right away. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know? I agree. But I do like Cole Tucker. Where in on it? Would you drop Gary Hampson for him? In a weekly league, yes. In, in a daily league, no. So you would drop Brian Dozier for Cole Tucker, too? You're, you're there. Getting rid of Brian Dozier. Dozier just hit three home runs in the last four After, after they leave Colorado. <laughs> Makes sense. If that's okay. There's some... No, I mean, there's some big warning signs here with uh, Brian Dozier. The strikeout rate is up. The BABIP is 195. Right, but he also hit three home runs. He's also, oh, remember, Brian Dozier. <laughs> I don't like Brian Dozier at all coming Brian Dozier is the definition of a second-half player. Don't ever forget that. Right. No, but there was also years. No, he's just streaky overall, Greg, because there were times where he would get off to a hot start, and then he would suck in the second half of season. He's basically just, all right, well, he's going to get hot at some point. He's, he's a roto player. Because yeah. head-to-head points, like, you, don't, you don't know what kind of consistency you're going to get out of this guy. I'll tell you that he's been owned and been a top eight second baseman for a long time in hand points. not good last year, though. Not last year, but like... 215. In his prime. 20, he only had 21 home runs the years before that, 34 and 42. The bags, that's why, too. He used to steal a lot of bags, so yeah, he only that had, helped a he lot. He had 12 last year. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm kind of out on Brian Dozier. Because he's, he's a probably, roto player. I probably wouldn't drop him in roto or category leagues, but... Yeah. Head-to-head points, just no consistency. Because he's going to hit 220. Probably at the end of the year, he'll be, he'll be batting 220. I don't know. 230. I'm out. I'm out on Brian Dozier. Out on Brian Dozier. Um, Jeremy Hellickson allowed five runs. Tyler Anderson also allowed five runs. Nice job with the bullpen last night uh, for Colorado, who didn't allow any runs. Uh, another injury was in Oakland. There's a lot to talk about in this Oakland game. Chris Bassett came up. A lot of four walks, which isn't good. Struck out seven, only allowed two hits, though. To, uh, you know, a Texas lineup that's pretty good with the bat. Yeah. Mike Miner, six innings, four runs, three walks, four Ks. Kind of comes back down to earth a little bit, um, does he Mike should. Miner. Elvis Andres left this game. I think he was hit by a pitch also on the hand. And x-rays that? were negative, so he should be okay. I don't know that he'll be in the lineup today. Mm-hmm. But this is ridiculous already. Uh, Chris Bassett, this is another one of those, like, Eric Swanson type. Like, put him on your scout list. Pay attention to him in deeper leagues. Last night, he had 11 swinging strikes uh, in 90 pitches. It was his first start of the season. Greg referenced. He had the seven strikeouts. I'm, I'm decently intrigued. You know, I'm not adding him anywhere yet. I'm paying attention. Yeah, no way. Cause, not yet. Because um, he's a journeyman, really. He's been around forever, this guy. He's lingered. I feel like the Oakland A's always have a bunch of guys like that. Yeah. They're just guys that go up and down, like him, Daniel Mengden. Like they yeah, go yeah, down, yeah. They come back up. They're just right. like these random right-handed pitchers. Who that could are, long you know, relieve great, or spot start. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, they have a bunch of these guys. But just pay attention to them. Yeah, that's Mike right. Miner came back down to earth, as you mentioned a little bit here, Greg. But for the most part, he's been really good this season. The Oakland A's, you know, it's not, not the toughest lineup to face. It could especially, be a good one. Especially lineup. against lefties, because they have a lot of good right. right-handed bats in their lineup. Yep. Matt Chapman, Chris Davis, Pinder, and Piscotty. And Piscotty hit his, his fourth home run of the season. He's been dropped in the order now. He's now batting six. I guess it was his lefty. Uh, but he's batting six, 258 on the season. That's about what you'd expect now. He's batting a little higher. And yeah. Shizu Chu, he's second stolen base of the season, but potentially more importantly... 
Danny Santana already his fourth stolen base since getting called up, still batting that two-hole. However, news came out late last night, Rugnet Odor could be back as soon as this weekend. Wow. Yeah, which I think would be the end of playing tie for Danny Santana. Santana would move into a super utility role whenever someone needs a day off. If he doesn't get sent down. Fill in in the middle right. infield. You're right. Uh, he could play a little bit of outfield as well. Uh, but there's just not a lot of room to go around with the, with the Texas Rangers. Uh, we know that their outfield is full. They have Mazzara. They have Joey Gallo. They have Delano DeShields. Shinshu Chu as their DH. I referenced this yesterday. It's part of the reason why Willie Calhoun can't find playing time with the organization. So um, while Danny Santa has, Santana has played well, I think he might be you know, running out of playing time here. Unless Rudin Odor comes back and he's just brutal for like another month, then maybe he starts to work himself in. But overall, I don't think that they're going to give up on Odor yet. Yeah. No way. Greg, you referenced the, the Pirates game a little bit earlier, and on the other side, I, I did just want to talk about Eduardo Escobar a little bit here. He goes three for five, hits his third home run of the season, three RBIs. He's, he's hitting 320 over the past week. He's getting hot, and he's got, you know, the multi-versatility. He's got shortstop. He's got third base. So I think if Eduardo Escobar was dropped, especially in a points league venture, because this guy hits a ton of doubles, Yeah, I'm, I would be looking for Eduardo Escobar. I think he's getting hot right now. See, that's interesting you bring that up because I've been looking at him because I, I, I drafted him and then I dropped him um, for Tim Beckham. Tim Beckham's my current third baseman, but I also have Kingery on the IL now, which is good because I get to stash him. Uh, and I don't know. I, I don't want to keep playing games, picking up third baseman up and down. I do like Eduardo Escobar as almost like a, fa- like a fail-safe, like, a, like a, I'll pick him up if I'm desperate. But right now I'm going to stick with Beckham, and then when Kingery becomes eligible for third, Later in the season, he's going to be my starting third baseman. If he gets true playing time. I'm asking for a lot. But I want to find a hidden gem at third base. Yeah. And to me, Kingery's that guy. Me, personally, I, I would rather own Eduardo Escobar than Tim Beckham right now, Greg. Well, he's hotter than Beckham, right? Beckham cooled off a lot. I, rather, I agree with you. You'd rather I have Escobar. I like the power of Beckham, mm-hmm. though. And we still have him in GDP, power, right? We kept what? him around? Yes, we That's never good. dropped him. We never dropped yeah, him. So I like that. I'm sure you wanted to drop him. You said I did. <laughs> Escobar has power. Escobar. He does oh, have power. Our, our boy Talkman. We didn't, we didn't talk about the Talkman. Well, of course not. Over six. Well, yeah, it was a tough a game. Bump. He was tired. <laughs> Playing too much. Did you see that the Yankees in that pivotal inning struck out four times? The, one, the inning that they won in the 14th, they struck out four times. Of course they did. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That was the inning that they took the lead in. Doesn't surprise me. Atlanta's <laughs> bad, man. Good thing I don't, I don't, want to, I don't even want to stay up to watch this. No, yeah, I couldn't stay up for that. The whole thing. Um... Gregory Polanco did return to the lineup last night. He went two for four, two runs scored for Pittsburgh. Great to see him. He was right back in his traditional three-hole. Now, I don't think he's going to play every single day. I think they're going to ease him back in. He's also not allowed or is refusing to slide head first, which I guess is a good thing probably. Um, so be a little careful, Gregory Polanco. You're going to have to activate him, obviously. But there's going to be more random days off than you'd expect for a guy like Polanco. Just wanted to note that. Yeah. I thought this was a huge first game for him. Go super was a monster. Four, he had a double, a single, a walk. He had two runs scored. It was a great, great first game for Gregory Polanco, who, no, I, I've kind of been on the other end of the spectrum regarding him. I know he had a, a really big second half, and I was all over Polanco last season. I, I liked him a lot. Uh, and I own him in a, a home league, a keeper league right now, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time for the power to come. When these guys come back off shoulder injuries, especially – as quickly as he came back, I do have some concerns that um, the power is not going to be there right away for Gregory Polanco. I didn't start him this week, even though they had seven games, because 
I assume that they're going to probably rest him a little bit here and there early on. But if he performs well, like he did yesterday for the rest of the week, then who knows? By next week, I'm, I might actually have him in my lineup. So we'll see. I think it's going to take a little bit of time here for the power to return, though. Central. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But listen, if you're a guy that stashed him or if he's out in, in some free agents out there, maybe 10-team, 12-team leagues, I'd pick him up right away. This guy has a lot of talent, obviously. And, you know, he already started showing that he's completely healthy with a, with a nice game, his first game back. So, yeah, I'm all on board with Gregory Polanco right now. 49% owned over on Yahoo. So he might be out there in some 10-team leagues. might be out there, yeah. I would, I would be, definitely, if you need some outfield help or something like that, I would, be def, I would definitely pick him up. <laughs> I would definitely pick him up. All right. So uh, there you go, Gregory Polanco, if he's out there. One last note before we wrap up today. Uh, Red Sox and Tigers, uh, if you're listening live, uh, just threw three. Red Sox are up 2 nothing as Mookie Betts just had a two-RBI single in the third. Chris Sales pitched three innings, only allowed one hit, one walk. He has struck out six thus far. Uh, so good start thus, good start early here uh, for Chris Sale. I mean, a lot of people need it, obviously. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for my Not main, just you. For my main event team, Greggy, I, I need strikeouts bad. I think I'm like... 13th or 14th in strikeouts, and a large majority has been because Chris Sale hasn't been getting the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to see this early on, very, very good, good sign. Uh, you guys talk about Joey Lucchese yesterday? Pitched a gem the other day. Just saying. Did you Go talk ahead, about take, it? Take it away. I want to thank Joey Lucchese. I want to thank Nick Pollock for joining us on the Closer Cruise Venture. For Frank Staple, I'm Greg Sussman. Have a great night. Enjoy the games. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. We hope.